Welcome to the Sharon Climate Hour. Thank you so much for listening. This is our second show. Each week you and I will discover the power of water. And I want you to learn a new self-examination for you and your health of your eyes, your skin, your mind, and your body. My research for over two decades has been teaching me something and uh, because of that, I developed and became the founder of Biologic Aqua Technologies Research. We're located in Oregon, and we have been able to specialize for two decades for the better understanding and the mission of the power of water and hydrotherapy. Each week, we are going to present to you some very highly educated and experienced individuals who believe, like I do, that water has not had the education that it should, and that hydrotherapy and the future of your health and hydrotherapy is very important, whether you're bathing, you're steaming, you're um, in, a, in a sauna, you're drinking your water every day, and now a new world called hydrotherapy means of replacing moisture to the body, to the skin, the eyes, for your better health every day because of the dry conditions indoors with forced air heating and cooling, insulated windows and walls, the chemistry inside your everyday living or outdoors with what we're calling now and teaching you about global warming. Global warming means for thousands and thousands of years since the life stage that for thousands of years the earth has been coming through a cycle of global warming. The moisture coming down, whether it be dew, snow, rain coming down to the surface of your earth is evaporating so quickly that some of it is turning into some gas. And because each person is so unusually different, and a word that we're going to teach you each week is a dehydration word. Dehydration means the day you left your mother's womb, you entered into the air you breathe, you begin to dehydrate, lose, loss of moisture, losing moisture every moment of the day until you pass on. And that word is with you from now on with our education. The word hydration means we're going to hydrate. We're going to teach you what that means with water and what, what you, the education you will receive for your eyes, your skin, your mental health, and your body and your requirements. Uh, it's common sense. You're going to enjoy it. At this, at this moment, we will take a break, and you will uh, hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen, the world is talking. World Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Sharon Kleiner Hour. This is the power of water, and I think you're going to find that each week 
when we're together and the, the lessons you're going to learn with me, myself, and others that we're going to bring on from all over the world, uh, the, that you're going to be learning some common sense. And uh, what happened to me in my life long ago to understand, and I became developed into a mission of understanding the power of the water from the beginning of time and what it, what is there for us all to learn. I don't care if you're a scientist, you're, you're, what, what, where you're coming from in your everyday walk of life, you're living here. We're all living in this ecosystem together. There's something new I've been learning, as I mentioned before, called global warming. We're living with this earth. The earth is not going to live with us. We have to learn how to live here. And it's very important. You have choices. You have choices with all this unbelievable education that's available to us today. The, the Internet system, the communications of our television, the doctors and scientists and educators that have given their time and commitments to getting closer to all of us to educate ourselves and have a choice to feel better. Do you want to feel better? You will feel better with what you're going to learn with these shows. Let's bring water back into your life. Start drinking water every day. Make sure your children, your, ba your baby, your children, yourselves, your example, bring water back to your uh, tables at, at home. Make sure the water is safe. Bring water. If we're listening to me, drink your water as we listen, as I'm drinking water as we're listening. I'm drinking water as we're here together. Today, I have a guest that I'm really excited about, um, Dr. Dennis Buckley. Dr. Buckley is, uh, with the, uh, is a chiropractor who practices at the University of Health Center in Pasadena, which is a satellite clinic with the Southern California University of Health and Sciences. I am so excited because I know many of our listeners have never understood the commitment and the mission of the chiropractors and where, where, how they practice, what, they, what their concerns are with by far more than you've probably ever asked questions uh, if you have gone to a chiropractor. Uh, Dr. Buckley has been past president of the California Chiropractic Association in Cal State, the big state of California. He has been a faculty a member uh, on the faculty with the National Football League and coaching academy committees, pardon me, coaching academy, sports injuries, nutrition, and risk management in sports, which I thought was very important for you to hear today because I don't care what your occupation is, sitting at a computer, a truck driver, or what all you're doing, you need that education. He has been a featured speaker on health and wellness. He's been with the Pasadena uh, School, District School of for uh, Better Understanding of Stress. Uh, he's, been, he's a member of the California Chiropractic Association, the American Chiropractic Association, and he chairs at this time a Wellness Council of America. And I would like to introduce at this time Dr. Dennis Buckley. Are you there, Dr. Buckley? Sharon, I am here. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. I need to warn you, this is my second show. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, the show is uh, The Power of Water, as you know. And before we begin, uh, you and I discussing wellness and educating our listeners, tell me a little bit about you. Well, Sharon, um, 
I have been a chiropractor for 15 years, practicing in Pasadena, California. My previous career when I was working was as a, a retail clerk in the grocery industry. I retired from that industry in 1991, and my retirement includes being a chiropractor now and uh, helping people, educating people, inspiring people, and just spreading the word on health and wellness and responsibility. Goodness, you've really come from uh, now when you decided to become a chiropractor, was there something in your life that decided that that was something that you were fascinated with? Well, I was fascinated with getting better. What happened was I was 25 years old and I bent over to pick up a box and my my back felt like somebody shoved a sword into the base of my spine, dropped me to my knees, so I was in a lot of pain. So uh, um, when you're in pain, you'll go almost anywhere, so some of my colleagues recommended I go to a chiropractor, and actually took me there. And uh, I got there in the morning, not being able to walk, and after being worked on all day, uh, I was able to walk out of there. And I was informed at that point that even though I was 25 years of age, my body was more that of like like that of a 50-year-old. Uh, by thinking I was indestructible and you know burning the candle at both ends, uh, I was wearing my body out at a rapid rate of speed. So that was a... Um, one of those uh, times in your life where you start paying attention and I started taking better care of myself or started actually the process of taking better care of myself. And uh, so that was my introduction to chiropractic in 1985. And in 1986, I ran the uh, city of Los Angeles, the inaugural marathon in my quest to get healthy. And uh, I uh, found out that the regular chiropractic care I was receiving actually improved how I felt, how I slept, how I exercised, how I worked, and it prevented a lot of those aches and pains that I took as normal. And so uh, it was uh, it was. <laughs> you, a, so you did have, I know that's where a lot of the doctors, I have many doctors on my medical research team from uh, around the world, and it's always fascinating, uh, Dr. Buckley, to hear why that individual chose a commitment to that particular profession and specialty. Uh, and I have always admired the medical field, uh, of their commitment and what it, the cost of what it took and the time it took to get into the profession of taking better care of people's lives and humanitarian concerns. Um, I've noticed, and this is why I was so excited about you being here for our listeners today, a lot of people don't understand the profession of a chiropractor. Uh, that's true. And would you explain to them, before we get started with some of the questions, uh, we're going to be talking with a lot of education today, expressing uh, choices that people will have that you have learned, like you have learned about yourself, but sharing that, that people do have choices because of better education about themselves from, from your particular profession. I want you to explain to them what you learned in the chiropractic profession to give you the ability to be a good educator also, besides giving the therapy treatments that you provide when they come to see you. I'd be glad to. Uh, the basic uh, chiropractors are licensed in all 50 states in the United States and uh, has been around for over a hundred and, um, see, like over a hundred years. And uh, they're one of the things that most people misunderstand is the educational process of what it requires to become a chiropractor. Basically, you do a pre-med 
uh, undergraduate program, Bachelor of Science in Biology, studying the same things that a medical doctor or a dentist would study. And then the chiropractic program is anywhere from uh, uh, three and a half to five years postgraduate, uh, focusing on the same subjects that other healthcare practitioners would focus on, anatomy, physiology, pathology, uh, biochemistry. Uh, the only difference in the chiropractic uh, education is there's a heavy emphasis on structure, function, biomechanics, uh, nutrition, uh, and that does include water and hydration, and also the uh, whole person uh, perspective, how a person works together, how all the different facets of a, a person's life can contribute to their health. We look for causes, not and symptoms and treating that those things. We now, also, when you say structure for our audience and myself, oh. you mentioned you learned had to learn a lot about the structure. Would yes. you explain that description to us? We basically are the experts on the spine, on the nervous system, okay. the muscles, uh, how they all interact, how they work together. Now, when you said spine... Yes. You said nervous system, that obviously the spine is affecting the nervous, nervous system. Right. They all work together. You know, you could have a, your nervous system controls and coordinates your entire body. Okay. And, uh, housed, uh, the central nervous system, the brain and the spinal cord, are the only organs in the body that are encased in bone, being <laughs> the brain and the spinal cord. You have nerve roots that come out of the spine that control and coordinate, uh, giving information to the brain and controlling function and structure. So this relationship is what the chiropractors are mostly concerned with, maintaining the integrity of it, and they do it through a variety of ways, uh, primarily the uh, adjustments which they are uh, uh, trained in, spinal manipulation, uh, also using physiotherapy techniques, exercise techniques, uh, postural techniques, anything that's going to maintain an environment where the body can express itself in its the best way possible and with the most ease. Because now, when you have a, excuse me for a second, support because I want to go as I move along. I hope you don't mind because I'm all, I'm like the listener. I'm I have a question in between here once in a while. When we're learning more that our spinal cord is affecting us. Right. Our nervous system and our whole act. Actually, it's the attitude of our lives. Um, and our functions, when a, a, a patient, an individual comes to you as a patient, do they have to be referred from another doctor or can they call and make an uh, appointment on their own? They can access on their own. We're okay. primary portal of entry into the healthcare system, although many uh, medical doctors do refer. Oh, we know that. But what I'm saying is, can an individual yes. call you without going to their medical doctor and getting a referral? You know how so many doctors today have to have referrals. Right. Do you, uh, an individual can call you and make an appointment? Yes, direct access is probably the norm. Most people do come to our offices through their own making a phone call and direct accessing, so they do not need a referral uh, they can uh, contact us uh, on their own. Now, when the individual comes to see you, Dr. Buckley, and you've gone through your treatment, do you, are in school, were you trained uh, about nutrition and hydrotherapy, water, and exercise? Were, was that part of your uh, medical training? That's a huge part of our training. Okay. So we do uh, cover that quite extensively. Uh, the most powerful drug you'll ever put in your body, Sharon, is food. Exactly. It, it, yes. Explain that to our audience so they will understand where I'm coming from in my research 
and 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 as we they listen to us each week that there's things that you put in your body and you're living in the air you breathe it's outside the body so i want them to learn if it's possible two parts what's coming from outside the body and what's inside the body mention to our audience why you believe food has become um, uh, uh, it's an entertainment uh, it's, it's exciting. It's part of our life. We enjoy it. Uh, it's become a, quite a communication to us to, uh, to be socializing with it. But what do we need to learn about the foods that are very important for our choices? Well, one of the things you have to understand is that fuel provides the fuel that runs the body. You also have to realize that your body is in a constant state of rejuvenation. The cells are turning over on a constant basis. You know, in one year, you will turn over 98, 99% of the cells in your body. Now, let's let our audience right there here. How many cells are there? Uh, 50 trillion. Trillions. Trillions of cells in trillions the body. Trillions of cells in each individuality. Right. And... Uh, the quality of that turnover can be directly related to the state of health you are in. So the raw material that the cells are made of comes from the food you take in. So, consequently, putting good food, good nutrition in your body allows your body the capability to rebuild itself with the highest quality materials. Now, let's stop there for a second for our listener. Okay. The choices that we have, and that's the most exciting part about freedom in the, on earth. Right. Is we all have a choice with our mental thinking. Right. Nobody can tell us mentally how to think. That's true. That can be our secret to Earth's secret. Earth's secret is you have your own choice in your thinking. So you choose to be educated about your fuel, which is your intake of your nutrients, your, your, uh, the fuel of food, and, of course, the number one fuel is, above all, water. Right. So as they're coming along and listening to that education, what happens if one day, example, um, they decide, I'm going to take care of myself today, what would be uh, a choice to really take good care of themselves? In other words, what would be the healthiest day they could have for one day out of five? Healthiest day they could have for one out of five would, would, would uh, accompany uh, a variety very simple things. It would be, A, waking up with an attitude of expectancy of having a great day. Thank you. Attitude. Okay. One. Two. One of the things that happens is in the, when you're sleeping at night, your body is very, 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 very active. Sleeping is There's fine. a lot going on. Yeah. And that, that and, and, it, and as your body, when you're sleeping, is doing its repair, it generates a lot of uh, heat. And what happens is one of the things, first thing in the morning is, um, you should really hydrate your body first thing in the morning to replace those fluids that were lost throughout the night through sweat, through uh, just the process of a repair. Dr. Buckley, there's something before we move on. This is, to me, a very exciting educational choice. We have heard ever since Earth's secret began, we see Earth go to sleep. Right. Uh, we see our, uh, the animal, the, the squirrels stop moving around, and the birds, and everything is kind of quiet. We decide we're going to sleep with the earth. How important is that rest before you get, out, get, get going in the morning? You could... Um... Our, our listeners, how important that is to their health and their everyday attitude? It's a combination of... Uh... Of reju it's, it's rejuvenation and stimulation. It's a cycle. 
And what happens is you can go for days without food, but you could not go days without rest. You would basically, your body would shut down. That's, I, I, I found that out the other day that, you know, you can go days without food. You know, people do it all the time on fast. You know, and this, I don't recommend it all the time, but you could go, but you try to go more than two days without sleep and your body will shut down. So the rest rejuvenation is where the body repairs itself until the quality of that rejuvenation is basically has a high influence on the aging process. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a break here again and for our sponsor. And uh, when we return from the break, to me, this is a very exciting start today to start getting our listener with a a choice of education on how they rest, how they sleep. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Sharon Climate Hour. Thank you for joining us. Uh, today, if you have any questions during our show, be sure to call 866-613-1612 for any questions you may have. What we're going to try to do each week is bring you some common sense of education that you know that you believe in already, but let's start giving you a new menu of lifestyle for you to start thinking with the choices of freedom that Earth's secrets have offered to you. Uh, if you want to email, email me at SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. Uh, Dr. Buckley, um, can we continue with the education? Because I believe that in my research all these years, which has been decades now probably, uh, I have learned that rest is so important because Earth goes to rest. We now are learning more about the Earth's secrets because of the warming, Earth's war, uh, warming systems and the ecosystems and what is happening. Could you give us a feel today of how important, how vital our thinking and choices are to rest and go to sleep at night or rest? I'd be glad to. Uh, one of my axioms that I use in my patients that I, say, I tell them is you can determine your health by choice or by chance. One of those choices of a healthy uh, pyramid of health that I use is rest and sleep because your body must rejuvenate itself. It must repair itself. It, must, it also helps with your mental functioning. And it has a lot to do with people are, today, are de- there's so much demanded of them, and most people are sleep-deprived. Because they're trying, the more is demanded of them. They have more stimulation. They have more um, opportunities to uh, basically uh, do more stuff and reach out the world through the internet. And a lot of people, because of the fact that they are not resting properly, are losing their effectiveness, and it's aging them faster. And a lot of this shows up as a lot of diseases. So, one of the things that I know as a doctor, if I have a patient with a problem, if I can get them to have a good night rest, usually the effects 
of the healing that they're imparting on themselves are magnified. So it is absolutely essential that people get proper rest. Let's stop at there for a second and think. Let's think. Help the listener and myself think. Let's say all day long, and what's happening today, and I found in my evaluation of my research, we're inundated with communication. The communications are tugging and pulling with pace. We're getting out of bed rushing to schedule after schedule. We're listening to the radio. We're listening to the television. We're listening to our family. We're listening to music. We're, oh, we're on a run. We get in the car. We're pacing. We get to work. We're pacing. All the population's growing. We're pacing. When we come home and it's time to take that moment and go to rest called sleeping, what does a person do to gear down, get that gear shift to slow down? And discipline or give us a choice to slow down before we get to that rest. Because if you go to bed that and that, uh, with that anxiety, how are you gonna, how will you rest? What's the, what is the secret to that? Well, one of the things I recommend for people is they create a, uh, ritual for going to bed. A ritual. To trigger their body. It, it could be, you know, taking a bath. It could be, uh, listening to, uh, soft music, turning down the lights, lighting candles. It could be turning off the TV, which is probably one of the best things to do to basically calm things down. If you're listening to the news right before you go to sleep, why would you want to put that negativity as the last thought in your head before you try to go to sleep? Okay, let's stop for a second then. If the person needs a ritual to start with this thinking of choice, and that's we all know what, we're, what this is common sense, but how do we begin to do this with that ritual called well, menu of lifestyle? Well, okay, we're beginning in the evening. Let's say we've turned off the TV. Uh, we, should we be reading a book or just leave the book alone? Should we just kind of listen to some music of favorite that's not so loud to kind of gear down to get ready, have a glass of water, put it next to our bed? How do we gear down uh, to get in a discipline? Well, recommendations in general would be... Uh, don't eat right before you go to bed because then your body has to de- has to put energy to digest that food instead okay. of repair. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about alcohol? Alcohol should be avoided before bed because it dehydrates you. What about a cup of tea? Cup of tea, chamomile tea is wonderful. Okay. Well, um, also, some type of uh, positive uh, inspirational reading. Go to bed. Positive with reading. Thought. Go to, go to bed with a good thought. Many people many people find a very very helpful. Uh, procedure is to journal before they go to bed, write about their day, get their uh-huh. thoughts out of their head, get them on paper, and basically they're safe there. It's kind of like a download the computer to free up your RAM of your computer and your brain. Okay. Right. Thank you for bringing that up. We're, bring, John, we're discussing that mind, that choice. Exactly. But you have to give uh, this whole earth, everybody who has that mind has a choice. Call their computer. Uh, they're mine, so we're going to gear down, we're going to get a, g- a good rest, and we are going to learn how to do that. And I would like anybody who has questions to ask of us, and we'll bring Dr. Buckley on again at one time when we get a few of these questions in. We'd like to have you, if you would, help us answer some of these questions that everybody has, that they would like to learn how to gear down in this new mental discipline. So they've gone to bed, they've learned how, they're going to learn how to go to rest. When they get out into bed, there's something you connect it to that I think most people don't know or forgot. When you're in bed, 
you're dehydrating more than when you're up and moving. Would you explain, because you said something about when you go to bed, that's when you're, all those anxieties are working. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's the body shifts gears. When you're, during the day, your body is what's called a catabolic state. It's breaking down tissues to use as energy to fuel the body to run the body. At night when you go to sleep and you get proper rest, your body switches gears. It goes into an anabolic state, which is built up. So your body is actually doing a repair process throughout the night where it's basically taking your raw materials, repairing the damaged cells, you know, picking up the uh, free radicals through scavengers. And so there's, like a, a, there's machinery inside your body working automatically to basically repair your body, and that creates... That uses energy, creates heat, and you dehydrate a little bit. Now, is that possible why when you get up in the morning, your, the skin of your facial, the face, uh, and different parts of your skin on your hands, they look so dry? Could be, yes. Okay, Could because be. you've dehydrated. You've, yes. You've, your anxiety took over because you stopped to rest. Right. You be, pick up on some more fuel of getting ready for the next time you're up and going, right? Right. Okay. What about drinking a glass of water before they go to bed? That's fine too. You give yourself a little extra uh, hydration before you go to bed. Actually, leaving a glass of water next to your bed if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can always have a, a little drink. Mm-hmm. Also, that water basically diffuses out into the atmosphere, give you a little bit more of a humid uh, room, and it can also help that way to kind of help you that way. Yeah, that's right. I've often said to people, people ask me questions about. What do we do when the house is with forced air heating and cooling and insulated windows and walls and there's so much bacteria and um, the air is so polluted inside our buildings and our homes and our bedding and more. I've said put a bowl of water that's attractive in each room of the house. You don't uh, it just pull the air will pull the water out into the air very naturally. So I'm glad you said that. Right. So these it's interesting that when when I share this information with people, they always give they're kind of surprised about how easy it is to do. It doesn't cost any money. And it doesn't cost any money, but one thing And we haven't really, sold them another manual. Right. <laughs> one thing that's really kind of interesting in human nature, things that are easy to do are easy not to do and sometimes they're forgotten. Because it's common sense. Right. Well, common sense is none too common also. Exactly. Okay, now we've got them up and going. Uh, let's, get them up, let's get up going during the day. Uh, now, with your field and your background, what's the best breakfast? Usually, the best, usually meals in general, are, I find that works the best is your main meal of the day should be your midday meal and smaller meals at breakfast and dinner. A combination of uh, good carbohydrates uh, that are uh, uh, not of a, a low glycemic index that are like sugars, like, you know, cereals and those types of things. Okay, I need to ask you right there. You just said something fascinating that I'm sure the listeners are wondering. You just said the smaller meals at what part of the day? Breakfast and at dinner. Breakfast and dinner. Okay, you won't, so you don't eat like a king at dinner. I mean, pardon me. You don't eat like a king at breakfast and like a pauper at dinner. You want, you're, you've been learning through education for our listeners to stop and think about. You eat almost like a pauper at breakfast, but you're getting, you're getting some nutrients in the beginning of your day with, with what? Car- uh, balance of uh, good carbohydrates. Carbohydrates. Good balance of protein. Protein. How m- what's the difference between how much balance of carbohydrate and protein? If you had to look at the meal, it should be probably about 40% carbohydrate, 40% uh, protein, and 30% uh, good fats. Okay. Okay. Now, remember, some of these things people have been afraid of. Right. Not protein. We're never getting enough. Right. 
because people say they are, but they're not. And um, but you're saying there are some words that people have made a lot of money on, frightening us on the word right. carbohydrate and the word fat. Yeah. Well, there's good carbohydrates and there's bad carbohydrates. Okay. There's Explain good. that to our listeners to remind them again. Good, good carbohydrates would be the uh, plant-based, such as fruits and vegetables. Now, when you whole, say plant-based, gr- in other words, it comes from a plant. Yeah, whole grains, okay. uh, almonds, nuts. These almonds, have, that's, that's something uh, that our listeners need to hear about, almonds. Almonds have a wonderful balance of protein and carbohydrate and also good fat. And fiber? And fiber is used for a body. Grains have the fiber, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot of resources out there that are excellent to teach people how to eat properly. And, you know, and there's different... And there's been different theories about different body types and different types of things. But one of the things that I find out with most people is not so much, you know, they, they need to eat more of this. They need to get some of the junk, most of the junk out of their diet. They okay, basically what's junk? Are, they're using. <laughs> remember, E-4. we're all, uh, you know, what we think is, well, we're looking at the first thing that comes to my mind, and I'm sure our listeners, is junk means fast food. Fast but food. But there's other uh, nutrients that are junk, too. Yes, like the uh, artificial sweeteners have, uh, you know, they give people a false sense of security, like, well, you know, I'm not using. Tell me about sweet- the diet soda. Diet soda has got two things going on for it. One, it's very acidic. Two, it's got a lot of artificial sweeteners in it that basically uh, in the body break down into uh, poisons, <laughs> for lack of a better word, that can have an effect. Uh, many times we have people that come into the office, they have a lot of problems that are just beyond comprehension. They're not, they don't drink drinking diet soda for several years. Yeah, so we, take, we get them off the diet soda, we get them off the diet products, and guess what happens? Most of their problems disappear miraculously because they've been they've, and under a false sense of security of eating less carb of calories. They're going to lose weight and be healthier. But what happens in the meantime, there is a uh, consequence. They were poisoning their bodies. Do you think there's an addiction to that particular consequence? Oh, yeah. Any type of. Yeah, any, I, any I have type been of. reading that in my uh, research and evaluations that there's a theory out there running around, and the companies are starting to do some more study on understanding um, what that nutrient might be doing. Especially, no one dreamt uh, in those companies when they developed a diet soda that the person would think it's a diet soda and they could drink eight of them a day instead of maybe two a day. Right. Yeah, this, this, it's amazing. Some of the joke is that's where the person will go and have uh, to a fast food restaurant and they'll buy a 44-ounce yeah. diet soda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and okay, excuse me, yes. Uh, okay, here we go. We're having the common sense. Excuse me for reacting with this, my um, humor here. We're all guilty. We are. We all, we're, we're all part of this, and we live in this ecosystem together with this. And every company, I have admired the companies that are trying to find humanitarian concerns for health, and they're diligently putting millions and millions of dollars into trying to find ways for people to be healthy. Right. And uh, we, we are learning this together. Now, we're coming along during our day, and we've had some breakfast choices. We're coming along in between breakfast and lunch. Is there a recommended something to give us back, get us back to our nutritional balances in between breakfast and lunch? Well, one of the things you have to understand is the body uh, is like a fireplace. 
Uh, you know, if you add a log on every once in a while on the fire, it just maintains its normal uh, fire. But if you throw, like, a lot of highly combustible uh, things onto the fire, it flares up really fast and it dies down. One of the things to maintain a good, healthy balance of an internal environment of the body is to basically feed the body on a regular basis, small amounts, almost like grazing. So in between meals, there should be some type of snack that is nutritious that will provide the body a little extra uh, nutrition. And also, of course, one of the things throughout the day, because our body is working and breaking things down, is making sure that the internal environment is well hydrated with water. These two things alone, small meals more frequently with water, can basically improve brain function, internal organ function, elimination, and basically positively affect our energy throughout the day and our ability to focus. Oh, you've just said a lot of things there that are so vital. You get, we get plenty of rest, and we learn how our choices are to rest. And that means at night or in between, on our breaks at work, on our lunch hour at work, coming home before we cook the dinner, take a rest so that you're gearing into a good night's sleep before the day is done. Uh, some new thinking, new common sense. Oh, As we're coming thing? along in our day, we're learning that uh, there's a thing, a, a nutrients that we need counting lots of water, and we'll talk about you know, we, everybody should be drinking, depending upon your activity, with at least 8 to 12 glasses of water if, uh, during the day. And I don't mean sipping, drinking those glasses of water. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you know some people say, oh, I just drink it all at once. No, no, you've got to... You have to You've got to have it during the day and not just sipping. Uh, then uh, we are learning that with the breakfast, you eat the proper choices to give you the energy. You have something in between breakfast and lunch. You choose a good meal at lunch for energy. And then during the day, you know with the proper water and your evening meal, you're going to use some common sense. I was just informed we have a, list, uh, a, a caller. Um, Charlotte, are you there? Oh, yes. Good morning. Charlotte, you had a question. Yes, I did, and this is a wonderful program. It's very informative. Um, except Thank my you. question was about your product, Sharon, oh, uh-huh. the Nature's Tears product. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband has glaucoma, and he is taking, he has to put like two to three, I think three different kinds of eye drops in his eye every day, and will the Nature's Tears um, uh, affect any of these prescriptions? No. It's a very good question and exciting. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is an eye mist of all natural, uh, 100%. It's biologic aqua, tissue culture grade of water. And the method of remisting the eye is to put moisture back into the eye that the air is not capable of doing because the, dry, the air is dry, indoors and out. And when the doctor has recommended your husband to have the eye drop, the eye drop is to trap and seal the moisture to back up that moisture in the eye. But because the, the symptom is already dry, because you don't have, he does not have, or you don't have, none of us have, enough moisture in the tear film, mm-hmm. you need the moisture of humidity with Nutrisir's eye mist to put moisture in the eye. Then when he goes to use his eye drop, then the eye drop is giving him the benefit that he, it requires. If you put the eye drop in the eye without the moisture, you could have a flooding of the tear film, which is 
very common until our product, the, the Nature Sears product came out, they did not understand that because there was no product to benefit for the moisture. And remember, it's going to moisturize the eyelid, the skin around the eye, and then by accident, he's able to breathe some moisture in the air at the same time. So they go together. Oh, great. Very well, I appreciate question. that. And everybody and... should get in a maintenance of misting the eyes because the air is so dry. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I do love the eye drops. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Dr. Buckley, we're almost done today, and I wish I, again, I hope that you will return. Uh, we believe that what you have to offer in education is so important because I want to get into sports medicine next time um, and sitting at a computer also, which would probably go together. People would think sitting at a computer isn't very much sports activity, but it is because of the people sitting there all day, and I'm sure you're getting a lot of people who sit at a computer coming in to visit you. Well, fortunately and unfortunately, they keep me in business. People sitting in a computer. Yes. So basically that is probably the number one problem facing our society as we sit too much. That's what we have been studying also. Well, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. And uh, today we've been talking with Dr. Dennis Buckley, who is with uh, a chiropractor who practices at the University of Health Center in Pasadena. Thank you. Today we have a special segment that I'm going to have at every every show we have. And uh, we have Art Bernstein, who is with us. And Art, each week, will talk about the power of water that people are drawn to, uh, that individuals on Earth draw to some waters. Last week, we talked about Crater Lake. You'll find that on our archive of last week's show. Today, we're going to talk about hot springs. Art, are you there? Yes. Okay. We, I just introduced you to our listeners, and I told them that last week you introduced us to the Crater Lake region. Um, tell us a little bit about hot springs, Art. Uh, well, hot springs have uh, been enjoyed by humans for as long as humans have been human, and probably before that. There's a famous picture of a bunch of uh, macaque monkeys in Japan playing in a hot spring. Art, I hate to, uh, to stop you right at this moment, but I have been just told we have a commercial. I'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen, the world is talking. World Talk Radio. Art? Yes? I wanted to ask you, uh, tell us a little bit about, before we get going, a little bit about yourself, because... Each week you're going to be a, a per, uh, end of, you're going to be with us every week for the last few minutes to talk about the power of people being attracted to water since the beginning of time. Tell us about you and your background, what you've been empowered to be doing, uh, what t- attracted you to the power of water. 
Uh, well, thank you for asking. Uh, I have a master's degree in forestry from the University of Michigan, and I've lived in Oregon for uh, 37 years. Um, and uh, didn't you say water? that you had an anthropology degree also? Yeah, I have a degree in anthropology and a master's in forestry, and I've written uh, 14 books. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them on hiking trails and sightseeing guides and mm-hmm. uh, backcountry exploring guides. Okay, now our listeners can understand uh, where why I've ch- we've chosen that you'd be a very exciting person to have each week to come up with these different descriptions of the power of water. We'll go back to hot springs. When do you believe the first hot spring could have been discovered on this earth? Say that again. When do you believe at what time that the first hot spring could have been found on this earth? Was it by uh, somebody just happened to be there when that spring? Oh, I'm sure they're very relaxing, and they're fun to sit in, and they're usually in pretty places, and if your muscles hurt, it relaxes them. Well, what I'm wondering is probably somebody was walking along from time way in the past, and they saw that something had steam in the air, right? Yeah, now if it was too hot, they wouldn't go in it, but, uh, you know, a warm spring that's not boiling... uh, yeah, they're very attractive. Now, in the United States... It's like the, the, the high mountain lakes, you know. Uh, I, I have a desire to jump in them whenever I see one. You know, I'll be hiking on the trail, and I'll be tired and exhausted, and I'll... Which areas of the United States have the most hot springs? Um, California has over 300. The state where we live, Oregon, has 126. And the champion is Nevada. <laughs> which what causes hot springs? I mean, what's the origination at that spot? Why is it a hot springs and not cold? Okay, uh, hot springs are located uh, either where there's volcanic activity, which there's a lot of in Oregon. Uh, So there's um, chunks of lava deep underground, and the groundwater and underground streams go near it, and they boil up, and, and they become hot springs. Either that or the base of a mountain range a fault block mountain range where the mountain range has risen and the uh, right at the base of it uh, for, there, there's always hot pockets. And now Nevada explain that again just, to our listeners. Uh, Nevada is full of those kind of ranges. So hot are springs are normally found, commonly found, where there's a lot of volcanic activity. Yeah, or there's just a lot of uh, fault block mountain ranges. What did you just say? I said, or there is just a lot of fault block mountain ranges. Fault block mountain fault ranges. Fault block, yeah. That's, that's, that's that back in the earth, and the mountain range has risen up, and the uh, earth around it has sort of dropped. And right where the crack is, there's, there's hot spots. So when you say crack, does that mean that you'll see some mountain ranges that have dips, valleys? Uh, no, it's, it's uh, like the San Andreas Fault. It's just okay, okay. we're earth, following you now. With the mountain rising on one side and the ground falling on the other side. Okay. And it creates little isolated uh, melted pockets. Okay, okay. Now, and uh, why are hot springs beneficial for people? I know a lot of uh, therapists are saying and have, have built spas around these hot springs and description of these waters. What are uh, what, what what is beneficial about them? Do you, have you studied that yet? I certainly have, and uh, there are several things. Uh, first of all, it's like a hot tub. They're just very relaxing and stress-reducing and just 
fun. And well, the difference between a hot tub, it's it's manufactured and um, it's yeah, yeah. manipulated yeah, with the pH. part of it. Uh, with the hot springs, what, what did you learn that was in the hot springs? Pardon? What is in the hot springs to make them more beneficial okay. than a hot tub? Well, first of all, the warmer, the warmer the temperature, the more dissolved minerals the water can hold. And as the water cools, some of the minerals precipitate out of it. So, and also in volcanic areas, there's lots of escaping gases and minerals to get into the water. So, you, so usually the waters are super saturated with with minerals, and we can get into that a little later. Which minerals and now are they harder minerals, minerals or softer minerals? Um, get into that study. Well, they're they're nutrient minerals, so they're they're transdermally. Uh, Ingested, they soak in through your skin. So you're absorbing. Yeah. But of course, that would be because of the heat. The body is 98 degrees. So if yeah. you're in something very warm, your your skin will open up and and uh, absorb and lubricate with the the heat. And then, being the particular type of mineral bath or hot springs bath, it could absorb. Did you find in your studies there evaluations? Did you find some that were not healthy? Um, probably. Uh, so it's likely that you can't just come on. A, a lot of them, uh, the main mineral is salt. <laughs> and salt can be kind of iffy to, to soak in for too long, especially uh, if you have a heart condition. Because mm-hmm. you'll be, and also salt, uh, any mineral bath you soak in, you don't want to let it dry on your skin. Uh you want to take a shower and wash the mineral? Well, I don't know about that. I, I don't think, um, I don't agree with you totally. I think that when you take an Epsom salts bath, and it's a hot Epsom salts bath, you yeah, have a uh, better absorption level to detoxify. I've got a caller, Louise, on the phone. Are you there, Louise? Yes, I am. How are you today? Good, thank you. How are you? Well, I am fine. Thank you for calling. Thank you. I have a question. I was wondering, if you've grown up not accustomed to drinking water and you're dehydrated, can your cells become incapable of absorbing water? And it was kind of a, because I've used your product and I see that you have a certain pH to your product and and it is so easily absorbed into the eye, does our drinking water then need to be a certain pH in order for us to absorb it when we ingest it? Well, that's a good question. Thank you for uh, that question. Uh, uh, Biologic aqua, tissue culture grade of water, is a a grade of water that is so mild and it has all the life in the water, but nothing is overpowering it. In other words, all of the components in the water compounds are balanced. The pH of the water, the acid mantle protection pH is 6.4. Drinking waters through the many years have been recommended that alkaline waters are okay. Um, there's going to be a lot of study going on that. If you haven't drank very much water through your years and you're using the hydrotherapy of biologic aqua, nitrocerzymus, it is absorbing into the tear film because the air you're in is so dry indoors, outdoors, because of the earth's warming effects and indoors, because we're always trying to save money with heat and the technology that came along with that dryness is a pollution factor. Your body is requiring absorption from outside to have it also a nutrient, to drink water, to drink moisture, the air you don't see, the moisture you don't see in the air. 
Um, Louise, I really will strongly say it's never too late. Uh, what I always recommend to everybody all over the United States uh, and when I travel the world and what I do, get a, a, a jug of water with a, a lid all clean and every day put in that water, put, it, put water into that container that you like with some lemon rinds, orange rinds, lime rinds, and it's not expensive to do. Every day refresh that and make sure you drink that every day. Fill up a bottle of water to carry with you. Always take a bottle of water in the car. You get in a habit. Make water your best friend. And when water becomes your best friend, you will notice a lot of of, of changes in your life. At first, it will be your thinking, your attitude. When stress hits, it will go away. Think about it once, but don't think about it twice because you won't handle it. Earth's secret is dealing with what comes around you with how you have choices to make. If you want positive, you'll find the positive in anything and everything. Water is the power of water from the beginning of time is your choice that Earth's secret gave you to maintain those cells, those 50 trillion cells, and keep them oxygen, keep them uh, the oxygen, the circulation, your nutrients digesting outside the body. It keeps you eliminating through the skin the way you should. Remember, you do not go to the powder room more than you eliminate through the skin. And you will notice a change in first attitude. My earlier guest said rest. You'll notice you'll gear down because the lubricant will offer you more rest during the day. It'll give you those choices more comfortable. Your choices of nutrition all of a sudden become digesting. Everything comes together. So remember, hydrotherapy for the eyes is a benefit that you cannot off- cannot be offered with tap water or any of your drinking waters. They're too mineralized. So now you're going to go to drinking water, and you're going to make it tasty. You're going to make a habit, and everybody around you will pick up on the habit because it becomes very vulnerable. If you're drinking water, other people will drink water too. Do you have any other questions, Louise? No, but I, I appreciate your time, and thank, well, thank you very you. much. Thank you. Art? Yes. Um, no, uh, Epsom salt baths are very healthy. In fact, I've had people throughout the country when they've had the virus or an allergy come on, all, for all allergies, what is an allergy? It's a dry eye, drainage, and, and nasal passages and mouth get dry. So I always say use nature's tears, I miss whenever you have an allergy because that could stop that allergy almost immediately if you're giving yourself what you require. But you also have to drink the water. I've also recommended for people to take a, a Epsom salts bath. It detoxifies the skin. Oh, uh, uh, these the hot springs are a lot of fun. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Art, tell me in other countries of the world, what did you learn about hot springs? What I in other countries? Uh, Japan, Chile, uh, and the U.S. Uh, probably have the most uh, hot springs. Uh, okay, so Japan and where? Uh, Chile. In South America. In Chile. Japan, uh, Nara, I think, is the, the famous hot springs area. Now, isn't that bad? A lot of old hot springs. So they had more uh, volcanoes. Yeah, Japan has lots of volcanoes. There's a lot of old hot springs in Europe that were founded by the Romans that, that, uh, or Greeks. There's hot springs in Greece. There's hot springs in Italy. Uh, Bath uh, was founded by the Romans. Okay, well, Art, I, I'm sorry that we have to uh, go. And next week, uh, we will meet with you again on some further education. 
I love it. Look Thank forward to it. Thank you for joining us. I think our listeners are learning what the power of water has been since Earth's secret from the beginning of time. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, we do encourage uh, individuals to call us at uh, 866-613-1612 or email Sharon Kleina Hour at yahoo.com. We're here to learn together. As you all know, I am the founder of Save a Child's Life Foundation to recognize melanoma in time in pediatrics. Be sure and check your family and children yourself. See a doctor immediately if you see anything. Also, uh, occupational health and, and wellness is very important. So each week we'll be learning more together. Thank you. We'll see you next week.